Welcome to the Aquarian Living Podcast. I am Naomi Richardson, your host. I am a Kundalini Yoga teacher, life and meditation coach, and I am here to create a connection with others who live mindfully through the practice of Kundalini Yoga, wellness, and spirituality. Satnam, everyone. Welcome to episode four. Um, I got it out on time. I literally did an interview last night for today. Um, I didn't know if I would have the time to get it out, so I was going to do a solo episode, but I'm very grateful that um, I got to do the interview last night. Um, And I just wanted to talk about, um, before we start, just how inspired I am by all the guests and how my practice has become stronger. Um, I've added vinyasa yoga. Um, I've been going to an actual kundalini class um, and doing my meditation practice at home, just moving that energy around. Um, I've been doing my cold showers, which are really hard, Um, but I do feel better. Um, Just yeah, these are all my expanders, and um, I'm so grateful talking to everybody about their journeys as well. It's so interesting. Um, I know the holidays have been crazy. Um, it was my lovely son's birthday, and then Christmas, he's leaving. So we're going to do Christmas early. So it's been crazy, and I'm really proud of myself for getting this out on time and doing all the things to keep this consistent. Um, and I also want to say, um, if you follow me on Instagram, I tried to post something about, um, when you're listening to the podcast, don't forget to look at the show notes. Cause I try to put the information of everything we talk about in the show notes. So there's lots of information, books, um, the Kriyas, the exercises, um, Whatever we talk about, I really try to put it in the show notes. So don't forget to check out the show notes if you're interested. Um, What else do I want to talk about? Also, um, I wanted to talk about um, if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe and give it a rate, five stars if you enjoy it, Um, and leave a review. It's really important. as far as getting the information out there. So if you, the more rates and reviews I have, the higher that I come up on the queue if someone's just interested in health or wellness or spirituality. So I will come up in the search. And it's just important because, you know, for somebody that was interested in Kundalini or has never even heard of Kundalini. We want to get the word out and um, this is why I'm doing it. Uh, you know, I want more people to learn about Kundalini because it's not one of the more popular yogas. It's getting up there as the years go by, but you know, I just really want to get the word out. So please rate and review. It's so important. And so that leads me to, um, my next guest. Um, We're talking to Rich Williams today. Um, He's the owner of a Kundalini Yoga Center in Denver. Um, It was the first place that I ever taught. It's such a beautiful little space in a church. And, you know, I found it before I even went to my Kundalini training. And um, it's just a wonderful place. And so we talk about his 
journey um, and how Kundalini Yoga came about. And um, it was such an honor. And I was so grateful that he made the time to come talk to me. And um, let's go ahead and get started. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Rich Williams. He's a Kundalini Yoga teacher and also the owner of Kundalini Yoga Denver. I have a partner, Tyler Traficanti. But yes. Okay. I was going to say co-owner, but I wasn't yeah. sure. Okay. Yes. So co-owner, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, so what I've been doing with the other guests is I kind of start with your childhood and kind of like what you were like when you were growing up. And small. <laughs> you were small. Yes, of course. Um, what were your parents like? Where did you grow up? Mm-hmm. So I was born in central Illinois, Mm -hmm. uh, Kankakee area, um, on a little farm. So, uh, you know, rural uh, heartland America, uh, you know, with a lot of Catholicism. Mm. So, um, but yeah, my dad worked in a steel mill. Uh, My mom was a stay-at-home mother. Uh, We lived around her family. So Mm -hmm. she was born and raised in that area. And yeah, so that's why I spent the first 12 years or so of my life. Yeah. And so you grew up Catholic? Yes. Yes. Yeah. A lot of um, what we called CCD or catechism Uh um, from as early as I can remember almost. Yeah. Going to church every Sunday or Saturday night. And yeah. Wow. Um, Really immersed in it. Um, So, you know, a lot of uh, guilt and dogma (laughs) was uh, embedded in the psyche. Yeah, 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 for sure. And both your parents, I guess, grew up Catholic. No, Catholic? My, my father was a Southern Baptist. Oh, wow. And he was non-practicing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how did that dynamic work with his, your mom and your dad? Um, you know, my dad just supported uh, my mom's enforcement of all rules and mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, an old school of happy wife, happy life type of yeah. uh, forceful <laughs> enforcement of it yeah um but yeah he didn't he was not practicing and everything oh wow yeah. interesting so when you were a kid were you did you enjoy it or were, were you kind really. of against no it? it was just you know an obligation for the most yeah. part yeah yeah I was an altar boy you know things like that but, yeah you know uh yeah it was so when did you start searching for other things other spirituality modalities. There or... you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me go back. So it would have been in the my late 30s. In your late 30s? Really? Yeah. And what so was... I'm 51 now. Okay. So what was that journey like? Did it start with Kundalini Yoga or? No. Uh, you know, so I started doing um, uh, Hatha, really Bikram yoga oh, okay. so uh in high school you know we, we had pretty strict enforcement my dad had been uh in the marines oh wow. so yeah. we were yeah i mean i'd had to cut my own switch and things like that as a child uh, and, yeah <laughs> you know, and so we were deviant you know i mean there was there's no no doubt about that but uh, in high school football and wrestling was a big part of it of our lives and and that meant really hot rooms training in the heat right? oh yeah so so i always felt that that was a, a necessary or that i needed it especially for as inflexible as i was in my uh early 30s when i started um with just a 
Bikram Yoga was to increase flexibility, you know, mm-hmm. um, opening the body up a little bit, but nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that's kind of where it started, but then the, the spiritual journey started later in the thirties as I was progressing, uh, with life, career relationships, um, and probably just could sum it up with, I wasn't as happy as I could be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, saw other people progressing in life and felt that I wasn't. So there was some <laughs> comparison there, but, um, yeah, just, uh, wasn't, wasn't that happy. Yeah, and so how did you stumble onto Kundalini Yoga? Um, a path. Yeah. <laughs> it was somewhere along the way. So, uh, in that, I did start searching mm-hmm. autobiography of a yogi. That was what. You know, that's, that was me that's too. A, yeah, that's a <sighs> catalyst for yeah. many, many people, yeah. right? And, and me included. So, uh, read that. Started the spiritual side, the, the mysticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the spirituality and such was very intriguing, uh, very captivating for me. Um, so I started down that path, um, and you know, came across people that were on the path as well, some farther along than I was that I could talk with about it. Um, my rolfer that I'm going to is is one of them in particular. Uh, we can talk a little bit more about David Davis too, and his wife Lorraine because they're from Crestone. Oh also. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if Dan and Sue ever talked about the sweat lodges, they used to hold yeah. the sweats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, so, and I've been going to David for like 20 years now. Oh. And, and so in these sessions, hour and a half sessions, we would just start talking about spiritualism, especially when I started reading uh, uh, the autobiography of Yogi. Um, and, and subscribe to the SRF. I did deal, too. Right? So it's a year every week. You get or every two get weeks. Them. You get a two week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still have the binder with all of the the weekly correspondence or, or you know uh, weekly readings yeah. and, and exercises you do. But but one of them that that he talked about, Yogananda talked about, was the spiritual surfer and and someone that bounces around. You know, they're like, oh, try this, and then I'll go try this, mm-hmm. and then I'll go try this. And they never go deep into anything. Right. Uh, and that more specifically is they never go deep into themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's easy just to surf around. And and that, that also resonated with me. And there was a point then. And so then Kundalini came up. I was dating a girl. It came up then. My brother mentioned it um, in a conversation. And so I went to a class, right? It wasn't a good class. <laughs> Everybody talks about their first class. It was great. Oh, it resonated with me. Yeah. It was actually my second class. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're like, Hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, second class was with Sierra Dicato. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I walked See, everybody's class. all intertwined here. It's yeah. so cool. So I walked into her Sunday morning class at, oh. um, Samadhi. Okay. I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. cool. Okay. And then, so you did that for a while or were you like me where you're like, once it set in, you're like, I want to know everything. I'm going to go to teacher training. (laughs) So no, um, not, not quite like that. It was again, interesting the way it unfolded it. Um, keep going. Okay. Um, (laughs) so no, I practiced for about two years. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And uh, Samadhi and other places around that, that offered Kundalini Yoga uh, when I was traveling and work. Uh, uh, Southern California, a lot of trips there. Houston. So I get to know um, some Kundalini Yogis around 
the Western U.S., as a matter of fact, cool. some teachers have. Uh, so it was when Sidney Cottom showed up at one class and said she was moving to Telluride. Mm-hmm. And I had another friend at the time, Shanti Davy, um, who was moving to Seattle. And it kind of did uh, a little, oh, shit, all of my kind of teachers are moving away. Right after Siddhi Kadam said that in a class at Karma, uh, she said, and there's yoga teacher training down in Crestone. Mm. And I'm like, I got to go so I yeah. can have a practice of my own. So it was never to be a teacher. Yeah, that, same here. Yeah. 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 So, so that's how that unfolded. Yeah. So what, what led you to become a teacher? Did you open Kundalini Yoga Denver and then became a teacher or were you teaching no, before? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I went to teacher training to be a yogi, you know, yeah. right. Yeah. And to your point, you know, to be educated a lot, love the manual, you know, and, and, um, uh, the yugas and all, just all of the Eastern spiritualism that's mm-hmm. involved with learning the history, anatomy and everything. Um, uh, so, Went through teacher training, and, and when we were in it, even our lead teacher trainer, uh, Dial Singh, was like, go ahead and start teaching, you know? So I went around to a few teachers and said, hey, can I substitute for you when you, mm-hmm. yeah. And so uh, I got an opportunity to teach, um, got insurance, you know, while I was in training, and uh, and taught a few classes, you know, just nervous, scared, yeah, yeah. but did that. Because when I went to teacher training, it was never to be a teacher. That wasn't yeah. um, part of it. It wasn't. Uh, so in, uh, but by the time teacher training ended was, and, and really when it was ending was when the thoughts and, and dialogue around Kundalini Yoga Denver started to immerse with a couple of our, a couple of my students, my, mm-hmm. not students, my classmates. Yeah. Right. My peers. Yeah. Yeah. And so how soon after that did you start it? Um, so we finished in March of 12, I believe, March, April. Then D.L. Singh had his accident and passed. Mm-hmm. So we went through all of that. So then it was February of, of 13. Oh, okay. Wow. And so, so... February of 20 will be seven years. So what was the main purpose of it? Just to have a place that was all kundalini that people could go to? Yeah. Because there weren't a lot of places. I mean, there's still... It was, there's it was still to, to really places. try and unite more the, the kundalini community within Denver. Yeah. Right. The, yeah. Of teachers and students. Yeah. 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 And, and even provide more support to the other centers around. Like, on our website, you you can find other classes that other centers hold, uh, other kundalini classes. Yeah. Because one of the things I would do when I was traveling again, like I'd go to San Diego and there'd be five classes, but there are five different centers in the San Diego area. Right. And it's like, okay, where am I staying? Where are my meetings? Can I go mm. can I hit this class and that class? But it was bouncing around to a bunch of different websites. And so I wanted to try and consolidate, you know, even the the social media side of it, or, or at least a website of centralized information. Yeah, and you've really stayed true to just keeping it kundalini. I know there was a few few discussions about how other people were wanting other types of yoga in there. But, you know, when I do go to the studios that just have a kundalini class, I do want more of the kundalini. You know, I do like other types of yoga and practice other types of yoga, but, uh, I, yeah, I'm always wanting more 
kundalini classes. So you've stayed really true to just keeping it all kundalini. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I practice other hatha as well. Yeah. Yoga, right? And, and flow. I went to a flow class yesterday, you know. Um, and, and there's a place for everything and everybody in it. There are, you know, as many paths as there are souls. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. We get grouped together. Yeah. But yeah. Um, ours, yeah, it was just our mission is around kundalini yoga and bringing that technology and just being devoted to that alone. Um, in that, the the energy in the space is clean, pure, and unconfusing mm-hmm. um, as far as particularly kundalini goes. So yeah. when you go in there, you know that that's what it's about. If you go into another yoga center, it can be, this is about yoga, and it, but in a, in a broader morphic field. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, so ours is tight. And, and in a way, the, 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 the morphic field even around Kundalini, the, the information and the practice is, is immense, mm-hmm. right, oh, as yeah. we dig into it. Um, uh, f- from the diet to the to living in a Kundalini more lifestyle. Is, and, and then all the yogi that the yoga that Yoga Bhajan taught. Um, and what we do, we are, Kundalini Yoga is taught by Yogi Bhajan. Yeah. And, we, and we keep strict to that yeah. as much as we can. Yeah. We're not here to be Nazis and everybody carries their own karma, but um, <laughs> if, if we have burden of knowledge of something, then we have to have a conversation with a teacher. But everybody is, you know, um, respects it, honors it. Yeah, for you know? sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and you've really stayed with the donation base, too. Can you explain that a little bit? I know there's been some... Yeah. Again, you know, it can be restricting. Just as staying only to Kundalini Yoga in, in the... In the morphic field of, of yoga, which is yeah. huge, yeah. especially westernized yoga, the way we've changed it in the mm. United States, um, we're we're on the fringe. Yeah, we're obscure. We're a little bit weird, you know. Yeah. Um, we, but that's okay. Yeah. Right? Uh, and 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 the same with the donation based, uh, but. You know, you, you teach a class with somebody that has a dollar to give, but they really need the yoga. That's that's as much as what we're there for, for, you know, yeah. all the people that want a fancy yoga center and all the amenities and everything yeah. like that. But you're not doing it for the money. You're doing no, it for no, the No, 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 no. We <laughs> subsidize teaching, yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's the, the Tyler Rich subsidy fund. <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. sure. And, and um, uh, you know, there's another... Um, Silent guy, uh, Scott Sylvester, I'll call him out. He also, and, and Sue and Dan, too, yeah. um, help, have helped us. Um, many, many others have. Yeah. Many help get it started. You know, yeah. it was interesting to get it started it's to amazing. find out if the Denver community could even support it, if we had enough teachers to support it. Yeah. You know, and the teacher community has turned a lot. Yeah, it seems like you have a lot of people now. Yeah, we have a lot of teachers now. Very blessed there. It, it's yeah. almost as much... We're there today as much for the teachers so that um, teachers that wouldn't get an opportunity to teach Kundalini Yoga or teach as much as they do have a place to come teach and come become good teachers. Yeah. Come mature their teaching yeah. styles, capabilities, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think, yeah. I'm glad I started there because I really, it was just the scene. I don't know, something about it just gave me more confidence. So if I went somewhere else and taught at these like other yoga places, you know, I felt a lot more comfortable because I don't, I, there's just something about it. I don't know. It's also in a church. So it's, 
you know, it's got this other spiritual feeling to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I always love that. And I'm so glad that you yeah. got to stay there in the church. I was kind of bummed when, yeah, when we had the yeah, yeah. prospect of I was like, having no. to relocate. Yeah. Because I was looking for a house when I first moved here to Denver and I, I just drove by there and I literally, cause it was white at the time too. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this place? And then I ended up teaching there. So it was just so cool because I had just gotten into Kundalini before I moved here. So it was like this whole thing. I'm just, it was just sitting there in the middle of this neighborhood. And I just thought it was so amazing. But yeah. so um, you're currently not teaching right now, right? Correct. I have a yeah. workshop coming up for the solstice. But oh, you do? Good, yeah, good, yeah. good, good. I uh, taught for about five and a half years. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. You were pretty consistent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're just busy now, or why did you give up your space so, teaching? So, actually, um, my teaching, I needed a break. Yeah. Um, and then shortly, uh, actually within a week or two of kind of temporarily giving up my class, so originally it was just for a quarter, um, opportunity happened at work, and uh, I've gotten a, a promotion that has pretty significantly more uh, responsibilities, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. mental, yeah. emotional, uh, yeah. Can you tell everybody else what you do for your daytime job? <laughs> sure. Sure. So I work for a company called advanced systems group. Um, we're a systems integrator or it reseller about $70 million company. And I'm the oh, general wow. manager, senior vice president. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. So going back for, to Kundalini, um, I wanted, do you have any other practices that you're doing with your Kundalini? In what context do you mean practice? Oh, like, do you do other spiritual practices other than kundalini? Uh, yes. Um, I go in and out of different things, but I know. So, yeah, we, my, my sadhana or daily spiritual practice, you know, it's, yeah. I have a, a very devoted uh, kundalini practice. Yes. But um, I have been uh, initiated into transcendental meditation, the Maharishi Maheshis. Yes, I wanted my, to ask you that because yeah. I... Yeah. This last year I did TM. Right. Yes. But you do both. So I'm interested. Yeah. Tell me how so you do. So TM, I don't, I'm not, uh, lack of a better term, religious about it. Right. right. I'm not uh, as devoted to it as I, I, as I am Kundalini. Again, pick one and go deep. Yes. And then, but I wanted to learn about others. I wanted to, to broaden my, because once I got deep, it's like, I really only have good experience, especially in the meditation world, around Kundalini, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are other meditation practices, other technologies, as I'll refer to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, most of the time for me, it would be um, uh, get up, do my Kundalini sadhana. Okay. And, then, and what um, Kriya or meditation are you doing currently with, um, your, with Kundalini? Start off with three minutes of stretch pose. Um, then I'll do anywhere. Uh, for the next three, it's three to or between three and 11 minutes. So it's Sat Kriya, mm-hmm. uh, phase two of Curtain Kriya or Satanama, and then Siddarshan. Okay, you've been doing that for like 10 years, right? Uh, seven. Seven. Oh my so, God, yeah, that's so th- crazy. Over, a little over 3,000 days. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's so that's amazing. my core. I don't ever miss that. Right. Um. And then right now I'm doing uh, two prosperity meditations. One is around opening up opportunities, which mm-hmm. is a mantra base, which love that. And actually the next one. Are um, you doing Gyan Chakra Kriya? 
No. No, okay. Uh, I was just going to ask because several And I can't people. think of the name of this one or, or the other one, um, but mo- both of them have mantra involved in them. Yeah. Um, and then the last one right now that I've been doing for like six months, so those, those um, uh, uh, prosperity basins, like a year, year and a half. If wow. I miss a day on that, I'm not so... But yeah. yeah, I'll do like 90 or 120 days on a time and then miss a day. And then, um, uh, you know, we have to, we have to have some compassion for ourselves and not be so rigid. Oh, I used to be so hard on myself, yeah. so hard. And now I'm like, if I miss a day, it's, I don't even think of it. I don't even count the days anymore. I, I usually yeah. probably go over 40 days when I'm into something, but you know, tomorrow I could just want to do something else and that's fine. And then there's days where I miss it and I might do some TM right. in the afternoon. Yep. If I miss something, just do something. So, yeah. um, yeah, it, uh, I always do something. I mean, I always do the three. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but right now it's, uh, if I pick something, I'll, I'll generally pick it up for like a year. Yeah, that's what I did TM for. I did it for like a year. I totally dropped Kundalini and I liked TM, but it's, it's It's so easy. It's so like at first I was like 20 minutes twice a day. Oh my God. How am I ever going to do it? It was so, so easy. easy. Yeah. It was so, it's and so then easy. you get back to Kundalini and Kundalini is so hard. That 11 minutes is like so hard, but like, I don't know. I say this in every episode. It just makes shit happen. I don't know. It's just yeah. so much stronger and. You know, and with the with the rooted some somewhat in Sikhism, not not all mm-hmm. of it, but uh, it's a very warrior based. I mean, it's yeah. really warrior based. Yeah. Um, uh, where like TM is not definitely yeah. right. Uh, I always think TM is more like a little subroutine in the core of the brain that we don't know that he tapped into. Yeah. Right? And it's kind of like, oh, this is how I kick that subroutine off that just makes us transcend, right? Mm-hmm. Always has been there. We just had to figure out what the little proper keystrokes were, right? The yeah. mantra and, and the way to introduce the mantra into the yeah. mental cycle. Um, and then I'm doing one minute breath. Super powerful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Love which, that. Which one is that one? So one minute breath is uh, it's a three part breath. Okay, Pranayama. three part. Okay. Yeah. So it's an inhale, hold, and exhale. Oh. And yeah, when you're yeah. at one minute uh, per breath, it's twenty second inhale, twenty second hold, and twenty second exhale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I know. I've been trying to add more breath to my routine. It's so powerful. So you know, it's for and I love the integrated aspect of what uh, Yogi Bhajan has taught us with you know the the asana, mm-hmm. um, uh, the drishti, but the pranayama and the mantra. And and I think I love a practice that integrates all three. Yeah, me too. You me know? too. And that's like with TM, the mantra saying it silently. And I know in Kundalini, there's some that are like that too, but there's something about saying it out loud. like That, that, that sound really, wave, that current. Yeah, that just does it for me and yep. feeling it on the palate and all that. So, yep. yeah. Um and so, do you still do TM twice a day, or do you do it kind of like me, I'm, like if I'm you a need more it? Hit and miss. Yeah. Right now, because uh, my my sadhana is a little bit over an hour right now. 
Yeah, that's a lot. So, um, mm-hmm. so then to, and, and if I can do an hour and 20 minutes a day of a practice, um, or, or even, you know, combining two, mm-hmm. uh, it, that's a wonderful day. That's yeah. A great day. Yeah. That's an amazing practice. Do you do cold showers? Are you doing Ishtar? Not really. No. I'm doing them right now. Oh, I just yeah. got back into it, but it, all the great. ladies that do them, they're always just like glowing. Their skin is just so beautiful. I'm like, I got to get on that train. <laughs> so I've been doing it lately and it's killing me. Right. I still can't ever get to that point where I'm like, it's, I'm warm. I just can't get there. No, but, no. but yeah, um, I've been trying to, more breath and Ishnans I've been adding. Okay. So let's do a little shift. I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite mantra? If you have one or if you have a few. Um, hmm, that's a good question. It <laughs> used to be the mole mantra. That's when I'm, I'm kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Harvey do that every day. He knows it perfectly now. It's so cute. But that's for protection, everyone, if you don't know. Um, Yeah. And then um, lately, the magic mantra to switch. That's been a good one, too. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So um, if you could recommend a book, a video, a person, a teaching, um, what would you say influenced you the most in Kundalini? Something that you would recommend to somebody? For kundalini yoga? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or in general. It doesn't have to be kundalini, but... Let me think about it. I mean, you know, for for a good introduction, if you, if you like the spiritualism, I think of the autobiography of a yogi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now, uh, I'm just passing the halfway point on letting go. Oh, Hawk- David Hawkins? Yeah, Hawkins. That's so good. Yeah, that's a really good one. You know, I, I enjoyed Power versus Force there. That one was more, I couldn't get into that one, but. Letting, Power versus Force? Yeah. I had to read it twice. I think I need to it. listen to it. Yeah, it's all about the kinesiology and the muscle testing. And, and, and it took me a while to resonate with that. But once I did, then I got it. Yeah. Um, on um, Audible, mm-hmm. they have some of his teachings, his speeches cool. yeah. that are good to listen to. But yes, Letting Go by David R. Hawkins is like a great book, especially if you're just feeling shitty about something <laughs> and just learning how. Yeah. Just, just working go. past any blocks that, any that blocks, keep yeah. you from uh, moving forward, you know, uh, getting past and expanding beyond where we are today. Yeah. 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 And I like how he was like, feel it, like feel the shittiness of it or feel the hurt of it. And mm-hmm. like, and then you can let it go. Like a lot of people suppress things and, you know, it never goes away. Actually, like going through the feelings of actually feeling what it is that you're feeling and you're able to let it go. So, yeah, that's a great book, too. Yeah, I mean, the mind is good by Yogi Bhajan and Guru Charan, oh, yeah. but it's it's heady, mm-hmm. you know. And again, so is um, letting go and anything by Hawkins is a little yeah, heady there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, a lot of people recommended sadhana guidelines for like if you're just getting into kundalini. It's great, especially if you want to pick up a daily practice. Um, yeah, I've got a couple different versions of the book. As a matter of fact. <laughs> I know so, I had the old one. So I didn't even old realize. Old ones it. and new ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is that's a very good one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what is your advice for those who want to start their own holistic business, or if they wanted to start a yoga studio? Oh. Okay, so take your ego out of it first. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, why do we, you know, one of the reasons why we have the donation base there is uh, to, to kind of take the business out of it. You know, um, I've seen a lot of others, uh, people that struggle because it's their, it is their job. It is their way of living and and they do have to, they have numbers that they have to meet and Mm -hmm. they, they make decisions based on uh, teachers and, you know, by the number of people they bring in and, and things like that. And, um, we don't, we don't have that, and that's why we're very blessed. And so we, we keep the it's, – it's not a business. This is Seva, Tyler, and I, and mm-hmm. those that help us out. Yeah. And, and for most of the teachers as well, right? Yeah. We run it more of a, as a co-op. Um, yeah. Uh, because if you're, if you're going to run it like a business, the problem is then – Decisions have to be made, and money comes into those decisions. And when money's involved, it's it's harder to live the yoga. It's harder to live the yoga. It, it is, is. Um, and, and it's not impossible. You no, know? it's not. No, and, and you can, but um, yeah, man, you get, you got to love that business. If you're going to go into it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Go into it eyes wide open. What I would really recommend is talking to some others that have been in the business for a while. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. And get their perspective on it. Because the perspective changes over time, too. You know? Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, I've talked with several others that um, know or that wanted to start centers, you know, especially yeah. Kundalini-based. And yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's no glamour in it. It yeah. Really yeah, um, you see it and you're like, oh, that would be so cool, but you're just seeing the good parts of it or yeah. wanting to see the good parts of it. Yeah. Or you're seeing the, the honestly the fifteen minutes of fame, but not the three <laughs> exactly. years of struggling. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. And there's no fame in it. Yeah. Anyway. Did you ever want it to be your soul? You know, I, I for a while I probably wanted that to be um a a way of Kind of spending my time, but never as as uh, a way to make the living. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Today, I was just thinking. I was like, man, I wish I could make money doing yoga. I mean, I know people have people do videos, people do online courses. It's something I'm kind of working on, but um, if you can do it and not compromise yourself, the teachings, etc., I think it's great. Uh, I think some people have done that and some people have compromised themselves. Some people have compromised. Yeah, I know. And I've been a more, well, when you are taught under, with Dan and Sue, well, you went with, uh, but the same, they're very strict on keeping it very traditional. And I've gone back and forth on keeping it traditional because I want people I want people to feel comfortable. It's not about me or my ego or like, oh, I want my hair to hang out of my turban because it looks cute. It's just about like, you know, making the people that are coming to the class or wanting to know more about it feel comfortable. So I go back and forth on being more lenient about some things. I don't believe in like mixing and not doing the teachings correctly. But um, 
there were things about, I was like, oh, in my videos, I'm not, when I'm teaching in my videos, I'm not going to wear a turban. And then, but I, but I went backwards. I'm like, no, I am going to wear a turban. Yeah. You yeah. know, those, so those it, kind of things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it, we all carry the karma. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really where does the uh, where is the it's the intention and where's the source of it? Is it more ego based? Is it really a, a seva based? Right? Yeah. Trying to help those because uh, you know te- again teaching kundalini yoga there's there's no glamour in it when you teach to four walls which means you're teaching to nobody right? Yeah. But I've done that and then somebody mm-hmm. walks in twenty minutes late and. Now they get a private, and I've done enough privates. But, you know, the first time that somebody comes in and and they're the only person in there and they're in a severe state of distress, yeah, you know, a broken heart, depression, whatever the case may be, but they're in, they're in a lot of pain internally. Um, uh, and, you're, and you're there to teach them. Yeah. You know, that's what we're there for. It, those are the times that we're there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not when it's cool and you've got a full class. I mean, those are great. That's <laughs> yeah, great. And, and teach. Great. But, um, but those are the times you're like, that's why I do this. Yeah. I really help somebody. And they yeah. come back six months later and they go, you know that class? And you're like, yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what really touches you. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I had a hard time. I was like, oh, I come, I'm teaching and like no one came to the class tonight. I had a little bit of ego with that. It was hard for me to, um, you know, I'm always like, oh, I could be doing something else or I could be spending time with my son. And I had a hard time. So I go in and out of teaching and I really want to be consistent. Like I, uh, did an episode with City Cottom and she's like, consistency, consistency. And I'm like, you're so right. And I'm so bad at it when I'm teaching. I get really into it and then something will happen and I'm like, I can't do it anymore instead of, and it's helping us too, you know, when mm-hmm. we're up there teaching. So yeah. to quit it, but yeah. it was also one of those things too, like just leaving the practice, which I did last year. I think I was in what do they call it? Shakti pod. Uh-huh. It's like, are you going to go forward? Or are you going to just drop it? Or like, what are you doing? And I kind of, and that's when I went into TM, but I feel like that with teaching, it's like, are you going to do it? Or are you going to stop? Or are you just going to be a sub or what are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. but I still have this yearning in my heart to teach. So however that may happen, I think maybe just doing a workshop here and there or subbing, yeah, I, that's I, that's what I'm looking yeah. for right now um, to yeah. help those out when I yeah. can. Yeah, so I think in this new year I'm gonna want to do a a workshop. Okay, let's do a little another little shift. Um, so you said I, I usually ask what book are you currently reading, whether it's a yogi book or not a yogi book. You said you were reading Letting Go. Are you reading anything else? Um, uh, I I read two things. It's either like spiritual books yeah. or business books. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, uh, so the rest of them are, are business books. Yeah. Right now, uh, there good? is another one that that I've started, um, and uh, if I could pick it back up at any point, it's it's again heady. Tantra Illuminated is what it's called. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay Carson, our Sunday morning uh-huh. teacher, she turned me on to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes. I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's heavy, but I really like the the guy's writing. He's done a lot of the a lot of the work. You know, he's done his work. 
Awesome. Yeah. I'll have to look yeah. it up. I'm always in. <laughs> I'm always into spirituality books. Yeah. Um, and what else are you into right now? Are you listening to any podcasts, any music, or it doesn't have to be spiritual? No, no. Do you uh, listen to podcasts? Um, not really. So I am listening to my first Audible. Oh yeah. And it's on. Uh, it's like the the spirit of money, and she talks about. Ooh. How, uh, and I'm just getting into it, you know, um, money prosperity. It's just, it's a vibrational level, you know, it's an Mm -hmm. energy. And and how do we just let that flow in and out to Mm -hmm. help people, you know? But it's really, we we all, to different levels, have these patterns. It's a pattern of lack is really what it comes down to. And it it has many forms and fashions, right? It doesn't have to be money. It could be friendship and love. Well, love and money are connected. They're both energies. Yeah, and opportunities, et cetera, Uh et cetera. Um, And I've been very blessed all my life. But they still have this this lack. And it it actually comes from my parents and, and my mother in particular. Me too. Yeah. I've been working on that. I've had a lot of trouble in like the last couple of years yeah, the, with the, that. The prosperity meditations aren't so much around, um, uh, you know, bringing more, more money in, in, into my life. It's more, it's more flow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing where I think people get that confused. Like it's not necessarily like you're going to see checks coming in the mail. Right. It's like the flow of whatever it is, getting your finances in check or, um, not taking that job that makes you feel like shit and, you know, finding your passion. It's like getting into those kind of flows. And I think people get that confused with prosperity. They're like, I'm going to do this. And like, the checks are just going to roll in. (laughs) So yeah, they, (laughs) they don't. Yeah. So I know I'm, very big on the business books too. That's something I'm going to uh, really focus on money and prosperity and getting finances in yeah. order for the new year. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, recently in the past, uh, just a little over a year, we got a dog. So we have a little French oh, bulldog. Little I'm so jealous. That's and what she, I want. Yeah. So she's um, a, a very emotional little thing um <laughs> so in in kind of needy uh, unhealthy codependent so so <laughs> we spend a lot of time with her yeah yep. i love her she's yep. so cute yep. um i know i want a frenchie so bad but i refuse to yeah. go through a breeder so i'm trying to like just that's a whole sticky situation i know and, and, and so yeah i'm manifesting one yeah. i'd do a pug too <laughs> but I'm like putting my feelers out there. I'm like, if anybody wants to get rid of their Frenchie, I'm down. Yeah, we picked her up because she was um, a, a breeder, and the breeder was done with her. And when they're mm. done with them, they they just like they want them gone, gone. Yeah, yeah right away. And we're like, so oh my gosh, you know. And and she'd been passed around a lot, and um, mm. and all we wanted to do is uh, give her a loving place to yeah. spend the rest of her life. That's awesome. Yeah, she's really beautiful. Yeah, and she is. Um, okay. Do you want it to tell everybody where they can find you or Kundalini Yoga Denver? Uh, 29th and Julian mm-hmm. in Denver. Mm-hmm. I think it's 3401 West 29th Avenue mm-hmm. is the right. physical address. KundaliniYogaDenver.com. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, even even the name, when we went to, to select the name, we didn't – we picked a name, one, that had no karma. 
Yeah, Sue was telling us about. You know, yeah. Uh, doing uh, like the of Denver or yeah. of whatever. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, it really worked out for um, SEO as well, <laughs> right? I, d- I don't have to really worry about my ratings with Google because if somebody, if you're looking for Kundalini Yoga in Denver, that's what you're going to type in and that's what you're, you're going to find out. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, it, it, so it, it, is, it's it, really it worked great. out that way, but we really wanted to stay away from um, any... Uh, nifty names or anything like that yeah. that might generate karma. And, uh, you know, it, and it hasn't always been the easy path to just stick with Kundalini Yoga, Tapa Yoga Bhajan, but um, I'm so glad that we have. Yeah. You know? And and I'm so glad that we've done um, the donation base. You know, you can't do a first month free when you can come for free anyway if you want. Yeah, right? I know. I was so, telling. So, so there's no marketing promotions. It's, this isn't about marketing or anything. This is about bringing the technology to the communities, to everybody that wants it. Yeah. If you want to receive it, if you come across it, it's available. And then to help teachers grow and mature to be great mm-hmm. teachers, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll go off and, and to help serve those wherever they'll serve them. Right? Yes, yes. Um, and to be a, a little bit of an anchor in that context. Yeah. Um, there was a student that goes there that I had coffee with, and she was like, I'm like, so how, are you doing Kundalini right now? She's like, oh, I can't afford it. I can't go. And I'm like, Yeah, everybody no. can afford it because if you got a quarter in your pocket. Well, I was like, it's there for you now for all the times that you've put in the bucket. Like, yeah. it's there for you now. She's like, oh, she's just weird about it. But I was like. So these are these are mental constraints and patterns that that we get ingrained. I mean, yeah, I, I haven't been to India. I've been to Nepal, but my understanding is there they don't charge for yoga there either. It, it's donation you can give to your teacher if you want. Yeah, but, um, you know, and so it's I like the traditional side. I'm a, kind of a traditional guy, but again, n- not to have it be a rigid pattern that we have to break. You know, um, I teach the teachings of Yogi Bhajan. Um, because he was a master and he was declared a master by his master for a reason. So he's imbued with knowledge. Um, but I also believe he had cities where he could see auras and he could see the, ch- the changes in the auras. So when he was teaching, he could see what was going on with his class and, and know if something was going even awry or not mm-hmm. and, and keep it safe. And I think that that's a danger with those that blend. And if somebody wants to blend, they blend, right? And, and But in that... Um, one, let people know that you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, and most people don't. You know, and, and so most, most students out there don't understand, you know, these distinctions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when we tune in, it's our cosmic insurance. And when we teach according to Yoga Bhajan, and anybody that's really teaching and teaching um, in a common sense, healthy psyche way, you know, people don't get hurt. They don't have yeah. a, a premature kundalini rising. Right, right. right. Um, it's when you go outside and even on the fringe of the fringe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if someone's going to blend a, a flow with kundalini, you know, do you know when when someone's having a major activation of kundalini? You're not going to see their aura change unless you have those capabilities yeah. and you have... Uh, the cities and, and, you know, you have this insight to see 
what's happening with your students. Otherwise, we rely on the teachings that we were given by the masters mm-hmm. that could. Right? Yeah. And the masters that could channel. Yeah. Well, um, as Yogi Bhajan. Yeah. Could, that I believe he could. And that's my belief system. Um, so, uh, you know, th- that's the only thing I'm concerned about when people start going outside of the tradition and, and yeah, but I think there's something beautiful with sticking to tradition. (laughs) I don't know why people want it. Well, I think it's this new thing to make up your own yogas, I guess. There's a lot of of blending. And if we really get into the history of Yogi Bhajan, even he blended, but again, he was a master master, and, and, he could channel and he did understand what he was doing. He had a higher level of knowledge than I have, you know, yeah. so I'm not going to pretend that I think people blend today. Um, one, uh, you know, I'll, extru- I'll, I'll speculate. Mm-hmm. Uh, ego has something to do with it. Yeah, right? oh, for it's, sure. it's I, I've, I've been studying for years. I, you know, I've been studying for three or five years and I've taught my thousand hours and, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, also it's to attract, uh, an additional audience of students. Yeah. You can, again, Kundalini Yoga is kind of restrictive in that way, you know? Yeah. And and my thoughts on that are, you know, everybody's soul is in a different place. Everybody's soul is reincarnated into this incarnation Mm -hmm. for certain lessons and to gain certain things and clear certain karma, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So so you need certain things out of this lifetime. And Kundalini Yoga can, can, can bring that. And it can bring it for a phase of your life. Yeah. Right. For me, it didn't come in until really my late thirties and early forties is really when I started to come into that. Um, and it could be earlier in your life and it could be much later. Mm -hmm. We we see a lot of people into their, um, fifties and sixties really getting into it. But, um, that's, that's what your soul needs and calls to you. And that's why one person can sit there and go, this is the coolest, greatest thing. Yeah. And the person right next to you goes, this is kind of weird, and I don't get shit out of it. <laughs> I know, I know. It's you know, very and interesting. because because this is what the soul needs, yeah. and this is their soul needs something else. Yeah. And so to honor that and go find what that soul needs, where it is on its evolutionary plan, and what it just needs out of this particular incarnation, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's why I say there's many paths as there are souls. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, with that, I'm going to ask you one question. What do you think about the Bikram, like the documentary that just came out? The yeah, whole so I watched that recently. Yeah, was it Guru, whatever? Yeah, whatever his name. What do you think about that? Uh, well, Bikram. Uh, Even be, yeah, but doing the being into the practice, uh, you've yeah, actually done it. I've never really done Bikram. Oh yeah, yeah. So. so. It, it, in one context, so it's a healing yoga. That's right. what his is about, right? right. It's about actually physical, yeah. healing physical ailments. Yeah. And and I think that's good. My body's been pretty beat up, right? Um, so in that context, it's really good. And a lot of people have gained a lot of, uh, a lot of benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's a, a, a he's a scumbag, right? That's and, like and ego it, to the oh, like to the extreme. nth degree, <laughs> you know. And so it's karma, and he might pay yeah. for it this lifetime, and he'll probably be paying for it in future lifetimes. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, again, it it comes back to live the yoga. Oh, so many people, I want to be a great teacher. I just want to be a good man. Yeah. And that's why I do the yoga because mm-hmm. it helps me. To be a good man and to to be a better man each day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gives so, you the awareness. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's for me. That's what it's about. Um, helping others by helping myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's it's about living the yoga as much as you can. And I find in the business world it's very interesting. It's it can be very challenging, and a lot of people. Um, I, I teach I teach my kids softball or, or baseball or whatever and this and that and and then they go and like a better and they screw you on a deal and it's like there, there's no character there's no caliber in what you're doing you're taking the easy way because it's a fast buck or you can get your promotion or you make your number or your MBO or whatever yeah. it is um, but again it's, you'll you'll have the karma you'll have to deal with it. Right. Yeah. So I try and bring that into my business world and the way I treat my employees and the way the way I respect and honor uh, my owner and boss. Um, yeah, that's great. And my partners, my customers, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just trying to do the right thing all the time. And, and you find that it can be really hard. And that's where the yoga gives you that that strength of will and strength of character and strength mm-hmm. of caliber to to do the right thing, even when it's the most unpopular thing, or it's just hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. But just imagine if you didn't have the yoga, like I can't even, yeah, I would be compromising myself. Yeah. I can't even. So, so in your workplace, do you talk about your spirituality? Are people interested? I'll bring it up some, and some are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, for me where I'm at, I'm not a, uh, I'm a, I'm a yoga teacher i'm not a preacher right i'm not there to bring there's a fine line to Mm -hmm. bring converts or anything like that so i'm also there not to hide it or or be have any like shame or anything else right around yeah um there are no regrets there uh it it just is what it is so yeah i'll talk about it openly and freely but it doesn't monopolize the time because it's not appropriate right right right, of course but with my team i'm if i come across things that help me i'll bring them up yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I just gave uh, letting go to one of my managers, you know. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's got it it's just we talk about this a lot um and I see it with my clients and my life coaching because I've been life coaching the last couple of years. Um just the lack of awareness in people and like it's just so crazy. Yeah. And like that's what yoga gives you is just that awareness and that's the first step. You might even get it before you practice the yoga just I think you get the awareness of wanting to go to a yoga class. You're like, something's not right. I, I'm i not feeling good. This might make me feel better. So just like having the awareness to move forward, I think is a huge thing. And um, not judging people that, that's my thing. I judge people that judge people. <laughs> and I judge uh, people that don't have the awareness and that, that you know. Yeah, we're human. We're so, human, you know, yeah. Um, it, it's about... You know, constant growth and expansion and going beyond who we are today. Um, and so we have to have that awareness and we have to be, you know, kind of on the self-improvement cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because we are human and we do have patterns and we've got some scars from past lives and we've got all the patterns from this life from our parents. And, yeah. you know, as much as they loved us or didn't or whatever, um, most of them were probably pretty jacked up. You know, and yeah. uh, we got to clear that. Yeah, and right? that's something I try to work with is going back to your childhood. That's where the root of everything is. Yeah, and um, healing. But that's where the 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 mantra and breath work really come into play. Um, you know, the holding the breath out, uh, mm. the longer breath cycles, really clean out that subconscious mind. 
um, so that we can get to that more thoughtless place and we can replace those bad patterns with good patterns um, and, and increase our level of awareness of thoughts, emotions, etc. And that's what sadhana does for me. It brings me back to the same place every day where mm-hmm. I go, how am I? Where am I today? I'm yeah. nervous. I'm anxious. I'm mm-hmm. happy. I'm sad. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm whatever I am. Um, I have a higher sense of awareness of that. And then when, with awareness, we can then start to correct it. You know? Yeah. And that's the first thing I tell everybody to do. Stop holding your breath. Just take long, deep yogic breath throughout the day. Cause yeah. most people don't even take deep breaths. Like, right. and that's just so important. Our breath is our life force people. Yeah. <laughs> so that's everything. Anything else you want to add or share and Kundalini world, this has or been just great. In general? No, I appreciate it. You know, there we can go on and on for oh, yeah, hours. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I know, and I love to. But uh, yeah, I mean, just practice the yoga. Yeah, it does heal. And Discipline. if one doesn't fit for you, try another. Yeah, yeah. You know? Move around. Yep. Yeah. But once you find something, go deep. Yeah. Then you go deep into you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this yeah, for me pleasure. and coming on here. And everybody go check out Kundalini Yoga Denver. If you live in the Denver area, definitely go take a class there. There's some great teachers. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Thank you, Satnam. Satnam, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. And if you like this episode and this podcast, please subscribe to Aquarian Living and leave us a review. We would love to hear from you and hope you join us for the next episode.